You're listening to Strictly Business Podcast with Lindsay Williams. It's Wednesday, so it's time for Wayne on Wednesday with Wayne McCurry, who's a portfolio manager at FNB Wealth and Investment in Johannesburg. Let's start with some domestic stuff now. A bit of a surprise on the inflation rate today. Yes. 5.9% was expected to be 5.6% year on year for the month of October, and yet it came in at that 59 previous month 54 should we be worried yeah. about this, or is it just a, a fuel price once-off? No, it's, fuel price is part of it, and obviously the land has strengthened since that has come through, mm. so that should ease off. But I think the real surprise was food and chicken and eggs mm. because of the epidemic. I don't think any economists took that into account because core inflation was actually down. So if you exclude... If you exclude... A, a, fuel and food, core inflation actually fell. Yeah. I think it fell from 4.4 to 4.3 or something like that. So it truly was the chicken and the egg <laughs> that but, actually caused this. And I don't think people took that into account in the estimates. But is that, is that a valid measure, though, when you exclude food and energy? I mean, people use energy every day. Let's no. say the average South African no. uh, gets into a taxi or into their car or onto their motorbike or, some, or, or something, no, and not, they also no, have you chicken. Can, you actually can't exclude it from the overall inflation that's felt by the economy. You can't exclude it. But where you can note it is in your monetary policy, because the monetary policy tries to look through the heavy volu- the heavily volatile um, elements yes. like food and, and fuel to say, is there truly underlying inflation here that's going to cause a problem? Because food and fuel is massively variable. You know, so, yeah. I suppose when you set monetary policy, you look at many, many things of which one of them is the headline inflation and the other one's the core inflation. So I think you view many, many uh, variables when you come to look at what you're going to do. Yes, yeah, so anyway, it was a little bit of and a it, surprise. It's interesting. But it was a yeah, once-off in interesting. my opinion. Mm, go on. Yeah, it's an interesting thing. This I saw, I was watching uh, TV this morning, and they spoke about U.S. inflation, and they came up with this concept, and maybe I'm just a little bit behind the time, but they call it super core inflation, where they take out essentially, what do they call it, dwelling expenses, in other words, mortgage bonds, in other words, interest rates. Yes. If you take that out in America, because you're obviously now measuring from low bond yields last year to very high bond yields this year, which is by far the biggest impact on that uh, dwelling, on that accommodation or owner-equivalent rental number. So if you ignore all of that, U.S. super core inflation is 2%. So you take out fuel, you take out food, and you take out the effect of interest rates on your mortgage bond and your rental. Inflation in America is 2%. Okay, so, so in other words, in a year's time, yes. in a year's time, you're going to be measuring bonds at say four percent against the base of five, and that turns negative. Okay, so it's and of course the oil. It's anticipating, of, in other words, lower interest rates in the future. It's, it's trying to look through. It's trying to look through because obviously, if you increase interest rates, that dwelling, which is one of the, or your, let's call it owner's equivalent rental, that's one of the major, major. That's as big as food. 
in your basket. So when you increase interest rates, automatically you increase the inflation on that part on 15 or whatever percent of the actual index. And that makes a dramatic effect. Eh? So, yeah, so I suppose maybe that's the one you should exclude is what your own policy does to the inflation rate. You know, at bare minimum, when you come to look at your monetary policy. But yeah, look, I mean, inflation, yeah, I, I think this actually is a one-off and it's specifically related in South Africa to the bird flu and chicken and, and eggs. And of course, those prices have come down now because I went shopping the other day on Tuesday and there's no shortage of eggs anywhere. You know, whereas three weeks ago, you couldn't find eggs. And they were limiting, where there were eggs, they were limiting them to six per customer. Okay, you've been doing your field work and hopefully, as, as I said, it's, it's, it's a once-off and the base effect will mean that it, it comes down, back down to five and a half or whatever it is next month. It's uh, Thanksgiving Day tomorrow, Wayne. Are you giving thanks? Has it been a thankful year? No, it's always been a good year, actually. I, uh, to be honest, I don't actually have that many bad years, if if any. <laughs> um yeah, so I've always got lots to be thankful. I noticed, but it's not. It's not something. It's not something we would celebrate. It's not a. I mean, I know that Black Friday has creeped into South Africa, hmm. and Halloween has creeped into South Africa. Because certainly, when fifteen years ago, ten years ago, you'd heard of Halloween, or you've heard of Black Friday, but it wasn't a big thing. Now it's pervasive in the economy. Everyone's got a Black Friday deal and the Black Friday special and the Black Friday week. And certainly when I was a youngster, Halloween didn't exist there. No, nor me. I didn't know what it, it was. was. Unknown. Yeah. Unknown. But certainly my children, so that will be, let's say when they were Halloween age, probably 20, 25 years ago. It was around then, but in my youth it didn't exist. I once, because I'm a bit of a, a curmudgeon, a grumpy old man, I, I knew it was uh, Halloween and uh, I w was on my own in my house. Uh, so there was a knock on the door and I knew it was uh, people, young children, trick-or-treating and that's great, they're having fun, they're dressed up in yep. costumes. And I said, okay, I've got loads of sweets here, can anyone tell me what Halloween is? And a little girl in the front, she put her hand up and she said, yes, it's when when we get sweets. I said, yeah, that's good. Yeah, yeah that's, a, that's a good start. But what does Halloween mean? Do you know what Christmas is? And she will say, yes, that was when baby Jesus was born. Okay, I said, there you <clears> go. But what is Halloween? None of them knew, Wayne. None of them knew what it means. It just means that they knock on people's doors and get given sweets and they've got dental problems <clears> for the rest of their life. Yeah, isn't it, the, isn't it the Salem witches or something? I don't even know what it is. I means. don't know what it is either, and I don't want to know because it wasn't yeah. part of my youth. Yeah. No such thing as Halloween. Yeah. So you're not giving thanks. And I know you're not a tech person, but it, it, it's, it's fascinating to me that a company called NVIDIA, which I, talking about Halloween, I had yes. heard of a couple of years ago, is now worth $1.2 trillion. And last night its results came out, and they were... I mean, they were blowout results, but the market was greedy and said, no, yes. it's not good enough. And the share price came down in after-hours market trading, came down quite sharply, but then came back up again and was positive by the end of the out-of-session session. So, I don't know, $1.2 for a company that you'd never heard of three years ago, maybe. Uh, three years ago, I'd never heard of. But, you know, luckily enough, I when, when it comes to trendy things yeah i've got a good friend who's very trendy i find that hard to believe well we've both got we've both got we've now we've got the same friend who's very trendy oh okay very very trendy you're not so talking about shapiro are you 
Yes, yes, I'm talking about the very same person. Oh my goodness. So when it comes to the latest fashion, Shapiro knows all about. When it comes to the latest sneakers, Shapiro knows all about. When it comes to the latest pair of jeans, Shapiro knows all about. When it comes to the latest shares, Shapiro knows all about it. He's a he's a very trendy person despite his seventy six years. years. Yeah, seventy six last yeah. week. Despite yeah. that he's he, well, he, well, well, as we've spoken about before, I've known Shapiro for, I don't know, 35 years now. Mm. And he looks the same now as what he did 35 years ago. And both it. you and I have aged over 35 you years. You haven't definitely. seen me, Wayne, so don't be too judgmental. But yes, you're absolutely no, I right. Can, I, I, I can look at your photograph on your WhatsApp, yeah. But it, it's not a problem. But Shapiro hasn't aged. And as we've spoken about before, he was probably born looking like he does now. Exactly. He's like Benjamin yeah. Button. He, 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 he was born wrinkly. He was born yeah. like he, a and goblin. And I hope yeah. he's not listening, but you know he, what I mean. He was born, he was born like a, looking like a naughty little monkey. <laughs> you can't say that in, this, in your country, Wayne, but I know exactly what you mean. Yes, he, he no, does. I can say that about Shapiro. Of course you can. But yes, he, yes, he does. But anyway, you were saying that he knows like a, like the a latest tri- Yeah, he, he, he does. So he, he alerted me to Nvidia uh, a, a while back. But you didn't take his tip, of course. You didn't. You did because you know it's up two hundred, nearly two hundred and fifty percent this year. Two hundred and forty-eight percent this year, as of this morning when I saw it on television. Mm. But that might have been before the results came out. I, I actually don't. They no, were maybe the discussing were night, yeah, the think. impending. Mm. Well, then maybe that was afterwards. Uh, I did hear during the day about their results, and obviously they were very good. But, you know, on, on tech, I mean, tech is the new age. There's no doubt about that whatsoever. But the ability, and I know NVIDIA and I know all of these shares, but the, the ability of the shares to outperform to the same extent that they did in the last 10 years is, is very, it's, it's very unlikely. Because growth shares love low interest rates and low inflation environment. And obviously those years are behind us now. So they may still outperform and they probably will still outperform because that is truly the one growth area. But the ability to outperform to the same extent, I think, is going to be a lot more challenging for them. Yes, indeed. And as competition comes into the market, because there are other people now jumping on the AI chip bandwagon, yeah. not easy to get in. No, no, very much so. Uh, so so, so they, they won't be quite as spectacular. And if I look at a, looked at a stock and I didn't know what it did, and, and I just applied the rules that I learnt at economics fund management school, I'd say, no, you can't buy something that's already gone up 250%. It doesn't matter. It, it, it just doesn't work. It's never worked and it never will work. It will come down again, just like Tesla did. Did, for example, uh, Wayne? Look, ultimately, we've spoken about this often. Mm. Ultimately, it's the difference between a value investor and a growth investor. Now, there's no one style that wins. Over, over long periods, there's no winning style on, on this. But over very short periods, there's huge variation in the performance of the two different styles. But ultimately, it doesn't matter what company it is or what industry or anything like that. Ultimately, you have to produce profits to justify your share price. Yes. And if you don't produce those profits, eventually your share will be destroyed. 
But the, the, of course, these companies will produce or, and, and are producing profit. So that's the big difference between the dot-com boom and bust and the current and the current tech shares. So the only problem you can find with the tech shares is possibly their share price. You can't find too much of a problem with their underlying operations. But they are making money, Nvidia, and well done. Yes, and that's the difference. They're making, they are making money. Yeah. Hand over fist. Okay, Wayne. Let's move on to something mm. else. It's a quiet day ahead of uh, Thanksgiving. Tomorrow will be even quieter. Friday the same, and people will wait for Monday to get the preliminary Black Friday results, which we've spoken of. So it'd be very interesting to see yes. the, what the retailers. Do you know why it's to. called Black Friday, by the way? Uh, speaking about Halloween, you know why it's called Black Friday? Well, it's the day after Halloween uh, traditionally, but there was never a sales yes, thing of retail always... thing. Why is it? No, because in theory, that's when the retailers go from red, you know, the old accounting, yes. red, in, into the black. Okay. It's on the day after day after, 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 after Thanksgiving and everyone goes shopping. And they move from the red into the black, and that's why it's called Black Friday. Oh, very good. Thank you very much. I've learned something from you yet again, Wayne. Now then, I have to move on to matters culinary. Are you a fan of the pie? And I don't mean the apple pie or the pumpkin pie. I mean a proper savoury pie. Do you like pies? No, I love a pie. I love pies. Okay. Well, let me tell you something about the Netherlands. You can't find a good pie. So I decided to make no, my well, that's own. No, that's no good. Yeah. No. So I've decided to make my own pie, which is good. So I went to a, a shop and I bought a, a lovely sort of deep pie pot. Uh, so I got that. And then I went out to get the ingredients. I went to the butcher and I said, I'm making a pie. He says, OK, I'm going to give you some uh, stewing steak, but it's good quality. It's not going to be tough. Yeah. I said, OK. So I got a, a kilo of that because uh, my son's visiting me at the moment and visiting me at the moment. He's like a tapeworm. He doesn't stop eating. He's had, yes, two, stop, he's had, he's had two lunches. He's 30 years old. He's stopped growing, but he's still eating like a maniac. But anyway, no. so I thought yeah. I'd make a big pie. So I've got the beautiful stewing steak, which I coated in flour and everything and then seared and put aside and that sort of thing. Uh, chopped loads of onions and, and carrots. And then I put it all into a heavy bottomed pot and added the following. Beautiful organic liquid beef stock, first of all. Worcestershire mm. sauce, salt and pepper. And the final ingredient, a, a can, a big can of draft Guinness, one of those tins that has the Ooh, wi yes. wi widget yes. in the bottom. So With the widget in it, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So it's pro it's not like a bot normal bottled Guinness, which is inferior. It was a draft Guinness, so I poured all that in, yeah. and I stirred it around. There's a, there's a few herbs in there as well, and I cooked it for two and a half hours. I brought it to the boil and then simmered it for, for two and a half hours, and then I'm letting it settle, and I've had a sneaky taste. There's like a thick gravy surrounding this, Ooh, this, sounds fantastic. this meat. And at around about half past six my time this evening, I'm going to pour all that into my new pot, of which I'm very proud. And I've got some short crust pastry from the supermarket frozen. I'm going to top it with that. And uh, I'm going to glaze it with, uh, with egg yolk and, and milk. I mean, the pastry that is. Bung it in the oven for, for 25 minutes so it's lovely and brown, the pastry. And it's hot. And I'm just going to stick it on the table and slice no, I, it up. And I, the steam I, will I come like out. Pies. I love them. Oh, no, it sounds delicious, that. I like steak and kidney pies, and I'm always on the prowl for a good steak and kidney pie. Now, there was a restaurant just down the road from my house mm. that used to serve steak and kidney pie, but they cooked it in a ceramic bowl, yes. and they put the pie crust over the top, the pie crust over the top of the bowl, yeah. and then baked it. Okay. 
and they cut the, they cut the steak and the kidneys quite fine, not big chunky pieces, quite fine. That was delicious, but then they changed their chef and they took that off the menu. No. So now my best steak and kidney pie is actually the Woolworths one. Do they do a steak and kidney pie there? They do a steak, a really good steak and kidney pie. So I normally buy, shoot, probably six steak and kidney pies a month and I freeze them. Oh. Then at night time, if I get the hunger attack, yes. then I'll go and put the oven on, take the pie out the freezer, defrost it in the microwave, and then stick it in the oven and the pastry comes up lovely and crisp. And then exactly the same, one of those same ingredients you use, Worcester sauce. Lee key. and Perrings is the best one. Of course. Key. Yes. You it's cannot, but key when ingredient. I go to London, mm. when I go to London, there's a franchise there called Eat, and they do a steak and Guinness pie there, which also is truly delicious. Oh, gosh, I'm hungry now. Just out of interest, Wayne, when do you get the, 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 the hunger pangs, which forces you downstairs to the kitchen in order to take, get Too the, often. How? But what time? What time of Too evening? often. No, but I'm talking about time. About Is it 10 o'clock? Or? We normally, no, we normally eat at about, I don't know, half past five, six yeah. normally. Mm. And then at about eight, half past eight, nothing is safe in that house. Because now the world's biggest rugby fan knows this now. Yeah. So we've got a separate like little guest cottage. Well, guest room. It's attached to the house, mm. but it's a separate little bedroom and little kitchenette and bathroom, la lounge and everything. Quite a nice little little thing. And our friends, when they come and stay over, stay there, obviously. But now, when when friends come to visit, she was never sure whether those biscuits she thought were in the cupboard were still alive, were still there. Because I might have got a, and, and as I said, nothing safe. So now she learned, she kept a few little secret stash of biscuits and chocolates in the guest kitchen, in the guest little flatlet, oh. in, in, put in the cupboard there. But she doesn't know how good I am at sniffing out food when I'm hungry. <laughs> so I found these one night and I helped myself to it. And I told her the next morning, and she said, no, you can't go in there. That's for guests. So now it's called the forbidden zone. I'm not allowed in there. And I can't go and raid the tins of treats in the forbidden zone now because that's, oh, those are for guests when they come to visit. She got tired of people coming to visit and saying, oh, would you like a biscuit mm. or a little chocolate? Or, and, and then she'll open the cupboard and, there would be none left. I had, so no, I had no idea about the extent of your um, addiction, Wayne. I didn't realise that. I mean, you eat at half past, let's say you finish your food at six, and at two and a half hours later, you're raiding biscuit tins. Yes, exactly that, yeah. No, it's, it's, it's that, 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 that's why, that's why I'm, I'm, I'm fat nowadays, is because I, I don't eat much actual food. I never overindulge hugely on food, but that almost eight, nine o'clock attack, and you're desperate. You scratch in the back of the cupboard. You look absolutely everywhere. But then I discovered the forbidden zone. Mm. So the other night there were no chocolates. So I said, are there any chocolates in the forbidden zone? She says, yes, I'll go and fetch you some. So she went and she got me two little boxes of Smarties. That's not bad. But it had to go, it had to go on credit. I had to replace them the next day. I had, I had to physically go to the shops 
and buy two little things of Smarties and replace them, the depleted stock in the forbidden zone. I like the world's biggest. She's great. Yeah. She, she, she keeps you in check. Very good. Okay, Wayne. <laughs> Idea. I can actually add this thing in my mind about when you've got guests staying and you're, you're hungry and they've gone to bed early and you're creeping through their room while they're sleeping and rummaging around no, and I then waking I don't, up. I don't, I, don't, I don't go and raid the forbidden zone when there are actually people in it. <laughs> And then not stay when we've got people staying over. That day will come. Wayne, thank you very much for your time this evening. Wayne McCurry is a portfolio manager and food stalker at FMB <laughs> Wealth and Investment. And that was Wayne on Wednesday. The views and opinions expressed in these podcasts are those of Lindsay Williams and various contributors and do not reflect the policy, position or opinion of any other agency, organisation, employer or company associated with strictlybusinesspodcast.com. Assumptions made on the analyses are not reflective of the position of any other entity other than the speaker or the author. And since we are critically thinking human beings, these views are always subject to change, revision and rethinking at any time. Please do not hold us to them in perpetuity.